What's going on guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode and thank you for tuning in. So in this episode, in the beginning, we're actually going to uh, dive in a little bit further about where we've been and what we're hoping to do with the podcast moving forward. But I had to record this pre-roll intro because uh, we had some uploading issues. And so the episode was actually recorded a couple weeks ago, right before the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, I guess when I hit upload, it never actually went through. So figured I'd record this to give you a heads up that some of the news items may not be relevant anymore. But we did a, a deep dive into Serious Sam and all the Serious Sam titles that were uh, available at the time. So... Uh, hope you guys enjoy that, and uh, yeah, welcome back. Here we go. What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. Want to welcome you back after a quite a bit of time, but I'm here with, as usual, Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are, how are you doing? Doing good, and we have Damon on. Damon, how you been, man? I'm doing fantastic. So <laughs> we actually just jumped off uh, a pretty good co-op of um serious sam fusion which we're gonna dive into and that'll be the main part of the episode but we wanted to get back to you guys say hello i know it's been a while uh we have all had individual things that have kept us from from doing this and and being regular with the podcast but we are excited to be back we are excited to have some some more content for you guys and uh yeah i don't know is there anything you wanted to say damon ronnie yeah, no, I mean, for me, I just, I'm, I'm super excited to be back and I know it's been a while, but we're again, ready to kind of, you know, hit the ground running. Uh, we're going to be putting up a lot more consistent, uh, content up. We have a lot of exciting new ideas and, uh, yeah, it, we're just, I'm, I'm just super happy to be recording again <laughs> and super happy to be talking to you. I, without getting too far into it, but I think uh, a big part of it is our schedules have freed up significantly. Uh, I know for you as well. Yep. Yep. No, so. definitely. So, so yeah. Uh, well, before we do that, we're going to do the, I uh, just wanted to go over some news. I know there has been quite a few uh, news topics in the time since our last episode, but uh, we're going to jump into that in our next one. We'll, we'll do a deep dive right now. Just wanted to do a quick mention for black Friday, which is coming up big holiday here in the U S and North America. But if you don't have a vibe yet and you're looking to get one, they have a, a deal going on for black Friday. I believe if you buy it from November 24th through 27th, you get the audio strap, with the Vive, so the Deluxe Audio Strap, the Vive, and Fallout 4 for 600 bucks, which is uh, a pretty good deal considering the Audio Strap on its own is 100 and Fallout 4 is going to be uh, $60 when it comes out in December. So, do, do you know, is there any, like, are there any specific retailers or specific sites that you have to order it from to get the deal? Or So, I know you can get it directly from HTC. Um, I did not see any other retailers that had mentioned it, but I, I would, okay. I would assume, um, well, no, I shouldn't assume. Yeah. I, I haven't seen anybody. Uh, okay. Well, that's good to know. It, but, so, like, but you know, once it goes live, it's possible. Microsoft store, yeah, somebody yeah. might have it in store, but we definitely know it's going to be on. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can get, you can get, get it directly from them. And I know uh, some people may have, advise you one way or another on getting it directly from the uh, the manufacturer but at least we know there is a deal happening there if you're looking to get it um and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated if we see anything across the, the retailers brush. don't forget oh and tilt brush yes correct which i think is 30 bucks 
Um, it is. Yeah, so it's a it's a decent chunk of change. I mean, it's almost a hundred dollars in games, hundred dollars in uh, peripheral accessories, deluxe audio strap accessories. Um, so, would not be a bad time to jump into the whole VR thing. Uh, with that being said, do you guys have any other burning news items, or we can? I know we we're gonna do a deep dive next week. So if not, yeah, no, I think I mean the the big thing like we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, we were discussing off air would be you know the the focus the the vibe focus in China, but that that's something I think that can wait. But just since anyone listening, that is something we are aware of. That just that just kind of you know was announced and and we've we've talked about it a little bit in the past but Mm -hmm. we'll be talking i'm sure more about it in the future so yeah no absolutely so uh like i said our next our next episode will be more of the older format where we will do like a a new session first and then game talk but right now we're really excited to talk serious sam um and the reason for this so we're gonna do a a deep dive into the previous serious sam games that have come out uh, there are three of them so far, Serious Sam Last Hope, First Encounter, Second Encounter, and then Fusion, which uh, combines all of them. Damon, let me know if I'm if I'm getting that correct, but Fusion is like where you can just jump in and in and out of any of the games um, that you want or any of the levels that you want in any of the games. And uh, the reason we wanted to talk about this today was because Serious Sam 3 just released uh, less than a week ago from this recording on November 9th. So we're excited to play that, but this has been on the back burner for a while. We uh, have been actually in touch with the team about getting them on for an interview, so hopefully we can schedule that. But we we wanted to give our thoughts on the first three games that came out and how they did in VR. So how do you guys want to do this? Should we go game by game or should we just do... Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what the, the yeah. format is because... Well, well go ahead, Ronnie. Well, I, I mean, before we start, I want to say, like, when you were mentioning that, I mean, part of the reason, part of part of what inspired us to do the, you know, what could potentially be a series of episodes, first with you know the the the, the backlogged games that that were released uh, by Crow Team, and then and then you know a future episode potentially with Serious Sam three in VR, and then and then hopefully some kind of interview or or other other content related it's just it's kind of incredible how much of a of a commitment crow team has has made on vr Uh, because really i mean there aren't that many developers that we could sit here and really do a deep dive like this on on in terms of what they've released in vr up to this point i mean that really i think they've gone above and beyond to try to you know bring their titles that they've worked on in the past over to vr and I think as you kind of hear from what our experiences have been like um, playing some of these titles, I think it's it's a real testament to, you know, what they've been able to do. Um, it, it makes me excited not only for their future work, but um, the potential for other full releases in VR because, uh, you know, all these Serious Sam games are some of the few games out there where you can seriously say that these are, these are you know, full-blown uh, complete titles that have been brought over to VR in a very faithful adaptation. So, if you if you've ever played any of the Serious Sam games in the past, um, I you can get that same experience, but in a whole new you know kind of light by playing these titles in VR. And I think I think uh, I think they're super exciting. I think everyone 
that is a fan of, of first-person shooters or of any of the you know previous Serious Sam games, old-school first-person shooters, you know, should definitely check these games out. But um, yeah, so so I mean, I, as far as as far as going through, I I mean, to some extent, I what what I played from from the first couple games to you know so far. I'd say there isn't really ne- necessarily a reason to go through each game individually, um, but it's more more maybe like the package. I don't know. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts? That's not a bad idea. Um, well, so I, I was just going <laughs> to echo echo the sentiment that you had about um, Crow Team and the Serious Sam, or just just the the properties that I've, that they've put out so far. I mean, with Serious Sam three, you know, and we won't count Fusion since that's. Maybe you know it won't look, be looked at as a as a full game, but more like a, a combination of things. But with Serious Sam three, the previous three titles of Serious Sam, and then they also had the the Talos or Talos Principle last month. I mean, that's five titles in a year and a half since the Vive launched, which is is impressive to me. And I know I know uh, someone's gonna call me out and say, well, they're not you know creating games from scratch; they're they're porting them over from. Um, Putting them over from you know uh, regular PC games, but after jumping into each and every one of those, they were they I, I was pleasantly surprised um, because they they were very f- uh, flesh uh, I'm sorry they were fleshed out really well they felt very full um, and I mean it just it had a good it had a good v- VR feel to it and the thing is you know I started off playing the Last Hope and I probably put the most hours into that uh, just because I mean it was the first one out and you know I was in that whole series Sam Rush at, at the beginning um, but you know in getting ready for this specific episode uh, we all jumped into to each of the titles that had come out the the first encounter the second encounter and um, yeah ha- I mean having the ability to teleport through seeing all the different additions that they had um, I, I don't know man I, I I thought it was fantastic I'm really excited to try Serious Sam three. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and I mean, even like just us jumping into these campaign modes, we all got a chance to play these games, you know, by ourselves to various at various capacities, and then jumping in and just playing the campaign the campaign mode together in co op. I mean, it was one of the few co op experiences that I've had where I truly felt like we could have, if we really wanted to, you could you could start a campaign uh, a campaign with your friends in any of these games and you could literally play it from beginning to end and have no problem whatsoever doing so. I mean, literally, I I really like the way that you're able to just jump in and, you know, level to level, it flows really well. It doesn't take you out of the action for very long. You finish a level, you immediately are back in the game moving on. And and it, I just think it's a really cool feeling. I mean, you you don't feel like you're stuck in menus unnecessarily when you do have to be in a menu to to configure things at the beginning of 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 uh, setting things up. And especially with Fusion, the fact that you're able to set set up Fusion to then work with all of the various levels is is I think you know genius as far as as far as you know bringing everything that all these games have to offer together. Um, you know, you're able to just go, go in there, mess with the settings, get everything the way you like it, and then start playing. And once you start playing, you can just be in there and do your thing and have fun with your friends for as long as you want to. And you're able to play it for short, short, quick bursts, 
play, you know, a couple levels here and there and be out if you need to. Or you can, we can go level after level after level and, you know, just get, you know, immersed and lost in, in the game. So I, I think I think either way you look at it, it's kind of like a nice it's kind of a, a nice mix of of what we've talked about with some some other type like being able to have short experiences but at the same time yeah. being able to to have those length those lengthier play sessions as well if you want them. I don't know what what how, what's your uh, what you, what's your experience has been like Damon playing the game? Well, the the biggest thing is uh, when that I, I kind of missed the boat when Serious Sam the first one came out. I, I definitely played it a very little bit in 2001, when, back when it was flat or pancake, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then like didn't really catch the second one. Yeah. Um, didn't really catch the second encounter. And then by the time they did the HD remixes, I lived overseas and I kind of was away from PC gaming. So I kind of really have really getting to play these for the first time in VR. Yeah. And um, they, they, done such a great job with translating them it's the biggest thing you notice is it's very customizable the options are incredible it's very well mature and developed um you know a lot of other games they come out even finished and they're not even in early access they were fully released and there is not a lot of options for controls there's not a lot of options for sound graphic options all of those kinds of things kind of get left to the wayside but this is a fully developed game that has all of that and looks it actually i think it looks great considering yeah, and the game w- came out in 2001 and they read it in 2009 uh, yeah, yeah well and one of the one of the things i was just going to mention on that front is the fact that the games run so well i mean i haven't had a chance to play serious sam 3 yet but like you said the fact that they're you know it's a very mature uh you know franchise the engine you know, runs great. And, and I mean, just like when you're playing the game, you know, flat 2d, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, pancake, uh, (laughs) the the fact that the frame rate was so high previously just means that it translates that well to VR. Cause I mean, I granted I have a high end system, but I was able to crank up the, the resolution settings super high and everything just looks really, really clear. And I, I mean, to me, playing a game in VR that is clear and easy to read signals from uh, trumps any kind of, you know, extra, you know, flair as far as like I can. And I, and I think these games, you know, have enough of that. I mean, they still, they, like you said, even though they're, you know, you know, approaching 20 years, I guess now, 15 years, whatever, um, they still look great. And I think it, they translate really well to VR, but, but yeah, I, I was just going to like you, since you were touching on that, I mean, I, that was one of the things that I thought impressed me the most was how great they ran. Yeah. The performance on them is fantastic. Um, the, the, the games themselves are just, I mean, I'm not going to call it any kind of like arcade type gameplay, even though there is some, some aspects, aspects of that there, the gameplay on them is just kind of, it's relentless yet gives you time to breathe. Um, it, it's it's got a great sense of humor. It it harkens back, I would say, to Duke Nukem back in the very early days. Mm, yeah. So it, it pulls a lot of that forward. But yep. then in VR, you know, we all love VR. We love what VR does for games. I think Serious Sam does everything right in VR when it comes to first person shooters. And the first encounter, the second encounter, 
they're just they just translated very well. And one of the things I read on that uh, Crow Team sent over was just a description of you know it's you can't take a flat game and hit a couple buttons or write a little bit of code and think that your game is going to translate because in flat gaming there's a lot of ways to obscure stuff from your view that you can't see or if something doesn't work the way it would in real life you just make it to where it's not accessible or you can't get mm-hmm. to it or you can't touch it but mm-hmm. in VR it breaks the whole game if you there's something in the game that you're supposed to grab or supposed to do or you would in your head think oh well I should be able to you know walk through that or touch that or whatever and you can't it kind of kills it so i think on yeah that that it's a lot of work and i've taken some flack for i know that crow team is certainly on reddit they've taken some flack for their pricing but they're basically going back and having to do you know a ton of work and overall to get these games to a point where they will not only run in vr but look great and be fun to play and and and, and work well so yeah that's I'm, I'm that's the first half i'm really you know really impressed with that and then the big thing too is uh it's just a lot of fun i mean they're just so much fun and like and really co-op is where it shines well and i was gonna say going over going off of the the pricing stuff that you had mentioned i mean i think if it's gonna if it, if it takes uh, a little bit higher prices to get developers interested in porting games to VR the right way. I mean, I think I think people should be all for it and be supporting it. I mean, I mean, it's one thing when you can tell that someone hasn't really taken the time to to do something right, but these ports, you can tell a lot of love and craft have gone into them. And I mean, one of the things that I was concerned about before even playing the games is just how some of those levels and some of the enemy spawn points would translate into VR because if anyone's, if, if any of you out there have played serious Sam on the PC before, you know that, you know, enemy spawn points are very uh, aggressive in the game and people, you know, enemies will be coming at you from all directions and you really have to use sound cues and a lot of other, you know, contexts, you know, other situations to kind of, you know, be able to, 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 to you know, handle yourself in the game, and yeah. I thought they did a really good job in these ports. And I, I'd be curious if we get the chance to ever talk um, more to, to to anyone from Crow Team over there about um, what kind of steps that they took to really bring the titles over. I'd be curious, you know, to what extent they had to tweak, you know, stuff like spawn points because I n- I didn't feel like there were very many times, if any, while I was playing the games with you guys and and by myself where. I thought it, they were being unfair about spawning oh. people behind us, or and balance. at the same time, Very yeah. At the same time, balance is the right key because I also didn't feel like uh, enemies were only spawning in front of me, or or always oh. just choreographed to where like oh, like a, a simple thing to do in VR would be to just say no one's ever going to spawn behind you ever because that's not fun, and and I and. I just feel like they struck a pretty good balance about, you know, sometimes you get surprised. Sometimes they're in all directions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, but they did a good, a good it job works. of picking the right moments to do that. And in places where it would be unfair and unfun, they, they stay away from that where I think the original game wouldn't have, you know, would have spawned more enemies behind you or whatnot. So like you can tell that they, that they probably spent a lot of time 
kind of tweaking those things to make it feel right in VR. And, and I mean, some of the most fun I had with you guys um, was in those big environments, being able to kind of circle strafe and kind of protect you guys, watch your back, um, you know, playing, playing in, in co-op. And, and that's, like you said, that's, I think that's one of the coolest parts of this game is being able to play with your friends and then being able to see like, Oh, like, you know, these enemies are about to, you know, you know, jump, you know, they're about to, to, to get you from behind and just, you know, from far away, kind of sniping them off and yeah. feeling like you're, you're saving your buddies. It's, it's like a really cool feeling, I think. But yeah, I, oh. it's not a sim. It's not a, it's not, a, it's not like a sim or a mil sim or something where mm-hmm. it's oh, no. just brutal, which, which has its place and it's fine, but like, it's just blowing stuff up and shooting a lot of stuff and, and and, yeah, yeah, I, I actually want to touch on what you said earlier about it. I think you were trying to shy away from calling it arcadey, but I I would say that it does have a very arcade feel, and and I I mean that in the best sense possible. Uh, whereas yeah. like anybody can jump in and quickly get into it. You know, we've we've played a lot of games, uh, especially a lot of shooting games that are very difficult to navigate like in terms of controls. So whether that's reloading, switching weapons, uh, things like that here, it's like you jump in, there's, there's, you know, crazy monsters running at you and you shoot them and you know, you have unlimited ammo for a certain, you know, uh, or at least a basic weapon, you have your melee weapon and then you have items that you can pick up. So to me that felt very arcadey, but like I said, in, in the best sense possible. Um, but what's even better is the fact that yes, it has, it has the ease of an arcade game, but it has so much more depth and you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to compare it to games, you know, that are RPG type games or things like that, where, you know, you can go and explore a lot, but you know, you do feel this sense of like, a huge world. And especially when you're fighting these gigantic monsters as, as we did, um, it's, it, there's just a, a bigger sense of what the game is once you're inside of it. Um, I know the last oh, yeah. hope is, is just, uh, you standing in one spot. And while that's, that's great and all like, I actually, I actually enjoyed it, but once, once I started playing, you know, the first and second encounter, having that, that movement option and being able to traverse through all these different, uh, you know, levels and different, uh, environments. And, you know, there was, there was a different sense to it of exploration of going through and, uh, and just to touch on like the multiplayer aspect, you know, when I'm going through it by myself, I know it's not, you know, it's not like, a horror genre, but I'm just, I'm just, not, I'll admit it now. I'm not good with jump scares. So the entire time I'm, go, I'm go, I was going through it on my own, you know, I'm still nervous. You know, you, you like jump into a room and all of a sudden they're just like surrounding you from all over. It was a completely different experience when the three of us were in the game together. So much more fun because like you were saying, Ronnie, it's just like, Hey, you know, we, we're covering each other. We got each other's backs. We're all talking, laughing, having fun about it, you know, yeah. saying, Hey, watch out for the boulder, things like that. So, you know, it's, it, it's great on its own, but I think it's elevated to another level when you're able to play multiplayer, whether that's with friends or not. But, you know, I, there's just this, you're right. this awesome sense of, like, uh, camaraderie that comes with it. Well, it's, well, yeah, and, it's a lot different of a game by yourself. It's kind of it's a little creepy when you're playing. Yeah, no, it, Yo, those, I, those I, guys I are, like, eight things, feet tall when they're running at you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> One of the funny things that, like, both of you guys kind of made me think is, like, yeah, when you're playing, like when I was playing by myself, I felt like I was a little bit more in control in a sense. 
because you can kind of tell, okay, if I pick up this power up or if I move into this area of the room, I'm going to spawn these bad guys and then I'm going to have to take. So like if you're playing kind of more methodically, you can kind of plan things out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, like, like you said, like you're more prone to some of these jump scares, but at the same time, you also can anticipate a little bit more how things are going to go down. Whereas when it was all three of us kind of running and gunning and, and doing it, like you never exactly know when, you know, your buddy's going to decide to push forward. And but you still get to take a break or, or take a yeah. breather. Like that, no, that but, was the, it, that's the good thing. Like it's, yeah. it's there's, there's no, still... but it's, 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 it's just kind of a cool feel, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it is, it's, it's interesting to kind of be in there with people and like, I'm sure different groups play differently. Um, it's just, it was just something that I noticed that like the pacing is a little bit different in, in terms of it's, it's, it's still very, like you said, like there's still lulls in the action to kind of regroup. You're in those big, like you feel like you, like there were a couple of moments where we had some really big firefights and afterwards you kind of get a chance to, to, like you said, take a breather, walk around the room, try to find some pickup, some power ups before, you know, moving on and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just it is for anyone that's played this game uh, or or these games by themselves. I definitely recommend trying to if you have any friends with vibes, trying to play with them or you know it. it when we were searching for games, you know the the networking options are, are are super straightforward and and it looked like I mean we're just playing on a random you know a random evening and there were there were plenty of games going so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do actually want to make a quick point because I know you mentioned it earlier, but from my perspective, I know Damon, you were the one who set up the game, but from my perspective, it was it was simple. I mean, I made a couple clicks, waited for the screen to load, saw you there as the host, and jumped in, and and we were off to the races. But well, I mean, I don't know if play. you can speak to to like how it was setting up the game since you were yeah. the one behind it. Yeah, the whole well, this is where Fusion comes in. Is 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 kind of the big advantage of being able to start up get into any of the titles um and start up a a, a server of a for a co-op game or uh, you know a versus game in any of the different you know serious sam games that we've been talking about and that's a big deal like it's very easy to do it's very easy to set all your options and there's an endless amount of options like you can say i'll let people hit pause or not or I'll let people, um, you know, vote on the next map. Or I'll, you know, it, there's a, there's a, again, this this very mature kind of game that's been out there for a long time. That the flat version of it has all these options, and you can play with flat players. I think when I played tonight, um, before we started together, I played with another guy for maybe a half hour or so, and he was a, he he was not a in in VR. He was not a. a, a Five or Rift guy. He, I think he was just a flat. He was just playing it flat. But we had no problems playing, and it was it was pretty much as if he was playing it the same as me. That's so, so interesting because awesome. we we've had I mean we've had conversations with developers previously about you know that that being a thing where uh, you know there's a multiplayer aspect where you're able to play on the computer flat screen or you know in VR and have those two worlds. Uh, navigate and the thing is like i mean there's always going to be the the advantage slash disadvantage argument that people are going to make for pc players um 
but I mean, how was your experience with that? Did it? I know you guys are probably playing co-op, but you know, did it take away? Did were you, did you notice his? Uh, you know, anything about his experience? Well, I just noticed he wasn't talking, um, which I, I you know I could be wrong. There's, I don't really have any way to. Oh, no, okay, gotcha. Sure, but I yeah, yeah. Th- there's no voice chat, and it's and what's funny in VR is if you're playing and there's somebody doesn't have voice chat, it's almost a weird thing. Well, yeah, they they had to go you out of their way to turn it off. Yeah, you have to go out of your way and you have to go through all these hoops. So it's it's the rarity when in PC gaming, it's at it's least more it, the norm. For a long time, yeah, yeah, it's more the norm that people aren't going to be talking, or, or it's a pretty recent. Thing as far as in the in the history of PC gaming, so um, no, I that's that's the big thing is how how easy it is to set up a multiplayer game, the wealth of options that are available, and then you know you could limit the number of people you want in, set a private room. It's 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 just very easy to do. Cool. Well, yeah. You know, what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ronnie. No, no. I was going to say. I mean, we have a lot of pro team uh, games to talk about obviously but i mean i hope other developers take note of what they did with these games and their amazing vr treatment here because i think it works really well and i'm hoping that other developers out there that are thinking about porting previous or upcoming vr type or non-vr titles over to vr uh should take note i mean we have fallout 4 coming out soon um, in VR, we have you know Doom. I, I really hope that the, those guys over at Bethesda are kind of taking a look at, at some of this stuff, if you know, to the extent that it helps. Because I, I really think that Crow Team put a lot of good work into these titles to make them run as well as they do in VR. I mean, that that isn't to say that you know everyone is going to have a flawless experience um, with these games in VR compared to some of the other stuff out there that may have been more native to VR originally. I mean, I will say that, you know, for some people, um, you know, I think they did a really good job of kind of giving you options to figure out um, the best way to move around in these worlds. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we're still kind of in those early points, early times in VR where locomotion is still, like whether it be teleportation, you know, normal locomotion through like classic style movement is, is what they refer to it in the serious Sam games, you know, being able to actually move around with a joystick or a, or a pad. I mean, I will say that in a game like serious Sam, that that's one thing that I kind of wish the Vive controllers had was a joystick rather than the, than the pad, because some yeah. of those, some of, some of the, some of the movement there is a little bit harder mm-hmm. on the pad than it would be if you were using a traditional joystick and I, and I did, I mean, as, as, as much as I was able, I mean, I was probably playing these titles way longer than most people will in a day, but I mean, playing two, three hours of these games in a day, um, I, I definitely, I could, I could tell my brain was a little bit, you know, a little bit mad at me for, for playing in VR as long as I was playing. So, <laughs> so, I mean, some of those things wouldn't happen if you were just playing on a, on a 2d screen, um, but so, so like I said, it, it's, it's not going to necessarily be for everyone. But that said, I do think that Crow Team gives you the options to customize the experience 
to the greatest extent possible to make it to make it work for you. So 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 that so that is one thing for people out there that you know may not have played these games, may not have played more traditional first person shooters in virtual reality just to keep in mind is that you may not boot up the game right away and necessarily feel like it's set up exactly the way you want it because everybody's a little different. The thing that Crow Team did such a good job job with with these games is being able to give you the tools to be able to go into the settings and customize things to your preference and if you don't get it right the first you know time you play you feel a little bit queasy or whatever afterwards you might want to go in there uh your next playthrough and, and kind of see what other options there are and, and figure out what works best for you yeah well so i i have a question now and i'm gonna ask you guys this because i think you're you're backgrounds in gaming are uh, a little bit more extensive than mine but let's have a little pitch me session um what what game would you like to see ported over now that you've seen uh you know serious sam be very successful in this and with fallout 4 coming is there a game that you've played um that you'd want to see whether it's whether it's something similar or something completely different but uh what are you thinking Hmm. That's a good Damon. Go for it. I'm, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna open my Steam library because I'm kind of games I'd like to see in VR. I'd like to see Tie Fighter in VR. First off, I mean, pretty much lots of things <laughs> from Lucas Arts. Um, it's funny you say that because I swear to you, the first the first thing that came to my mind, whether I didn't really have a specific game in mind, but it was Star Wars. Like I was yeah, trying yeah, to think. Yeah. I was trying to think with like Dark Forces or. Or Jedi Knights, or one of those games, like but work do, well. Do a in good VR. Tie Fighter. You know, it, I mean, you could you could go the route of like an Elite Dangerous thing, but put a Tie Fighter skin on it, or do do something different. You know, like take a VTOL, except make it Tie Fighter. So take mm-hmm. it where you've got your motion controls and you're controlling a Tie Fighter and you're fighting in space and all that stuff. That that I'd be fine with that. Or give me something where I, I use a Hotas and I fly just like the old school Tie Fighter, and I'm in. You know, and I'm I'm in VR. Um, you know, we're getting like you know if you look at the old like Police Quest games and stuff like that because this is really going to date me, but I played those like crazy. <laughs> a lot of the point and click, all, all the scum stuff from LucasArts and all that stuff. Um, you know what games might be kind of cool? I'm just looking. I'm I'm just kind of casually scrolling through my uh, my games on on Steam. Yeah. Some of the Far Cry games might be kind of cool oh, in VR. Yeah, the Far Cry games would be, especially the mm, first ones. Yeah. If you if they redid the engine, updated it, and put it in VR, it'd be incredible because that game was was is just the amazing. environments in particular are really cool. Yeah, yeah. Far and Cry. It would, it would just be kind of neat to be in like a jungle environment, and and if if you were able to get like like a Far Cry three and or that, something to to that run was the first at game a high I enough remember. frame rate. Where this first game I remember, where the physics on everything, and probably exactly. it, it, it wasn't perfect, but you you could throw a, something down on a table or throw a rock or something, and it all worked. Yeah, pretty much. So that's one of those games that you go back to that would be pretty cool. I um, wonder if I wonder I I could just be because I, I I haven't spent a lot of time trying to see what kind of conversions are out there for like. It's one thing for a developer like Crow Team to actually put the resources behind a game to do it right. I wonder if some of these, like like another game that might be kind of cool in VR, especially if the developers were to 
to kind of put it through its paces would be maybe Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A game like that might be kind of cool. But um, at the same time, I'm, I'm listing all these games from the past, and then you think about, well, we've got um, we've got Rock, Rockstar putting out, what, six episodes of L.A. Noir, and that's pretty much your police investigation. Uh, so that's a big deal. So mm-hmm. if you if that's what you want from, from before, which is something I, I think would be cool, uh, yeah, you got L.A. Noir coming through. So it's starting to catch on with these studios. I don't know if it's the kind of thing of where somebody like Rockstar says, "All right, we'll give them, we'll give them something, and we're going to put a little bit into it." And of course, it's not going to be a massive, multi-multi-million-dollar hit compared to their other titles. Um, but I think I don't know, Zane. What about you? What what are the, what are the games that you? you look at and think that, man, in VR, that would be incredible. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you, you just mentioned Rockstar, which is one that I had in mind, because they, they did the uh, the GTA games, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's always something that, that's always something that I thought would be uh, almost almost overwhelming, in a sense, in, in VR. I mean, some, some of the things that you do in that game are, are borderline unethical and, and having, <laughs> having, standing in that world and stealing cars from people and gunning them down. I don't know. I, you yeah. know, well, I, I, I remember like when... It, it was, it's I mean, great there, when it's there, on a flat screen, but yeah. There, there were always mods and everything. Like, and I'm sure, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, how good of an experience there are out there for like modding GTA four or something for VR. But like, I just remember when, when GTA four came to the PC and it was kind of the first grand theft auto to have like an official first person mode. If I, if I'm recalling correctly, I just remember that being kind of a big deal because people were saying, Oh man, like, you know, playing GTA in first person on like a flat screen, like so immersive, like you're doing all these super sketchy like <laughs> like you said like yeah. like 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 now i'm not just this character it's like i'm the one that's beating up the old lady mm-hmm. <laughs> and like uh this is so i just kind of laughing at like you know how people were kind of taking that that kind of situation just bringing it into first person like well, how much the, how much more the, vr you know <laughs> kind of Put, put you into that. I experience. mean, I, I, exponentially more. And I, I, I mean, if <laughs> that if that alien, ever came out, Alien Isolation, yeah. Alien Isolation, yeah. perfect, perfect, perfect example. Mm-hmm. You play the flat version of the game, and it's it's creepy. It's 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 kind of a unsettling game, but you play it in VR, and I mean, Dude, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I, I played a lot of that game, like just normal PC version before before I before the Vive came out, and I love that game. And the idea of it in VR sounds super cool, but like I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can do it. <laughs> it is it is ridiculously unnerving. Ah, if it was if it was a fully polished VR game that they had actually put money, time, and resources into completing, uh, I think that would be the one thing holding it back from making a lot of money. Is people people would just it, it is it is just unsettling when you play it. But oh, that's the thing. You've got that. So Grand Theft Auto would have a similar effect. Uh, I, I think that's what everybody is asking for. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. 
Dictator. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't saying I was necessarily wishing for it, but I mean, I'm just, I'm trying <laughs> to think of games that, you know, I, that the type of games that you could get lost in for, for hours. Right. And, and like I said, my, my, my gaming background or experience is, is much less extensive than your guys's. I mean, I was, I was much more into like sports games, which if they find a way to port, you know, Madden into it uh, and, and actually make it realistic or something, then I, I'm all in for that. But I just don't see how that can be any, any, I don't see how that can be like realistic in, in VR, at least up until this point. But, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, that, it would that, be like playing foosball or something. <laughs> like you'd be, yeah, yeah. you'd be over the field, kind of seeing all your little, all, all, all your, all your players go. At yeah, it. I mean foosball or like if you're playing as a player, <laughs> like you know, what, what is like how is someone going to tackle you if you're teleporting everywhere? You know what I mean? It's just like or, or like how how would you feel if you're if you're doing locomotion and you see this like six foot five linebacker running at you? How do you not like react to that? So. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know, like it, there, there will be, uh, it, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how that stuff comes over. I'd love to see, uh, you know, more in-depth sports games. Um, I think the only one that I've you know, really actually, seen right now is, is final goalie, which, which, which makes sense for where VR is at right now. But, you know, I'm excited yeah. to see where, where it could go further. Well, yeah, like it bringing us a little bit on topic. I like, I was like, ah, transition. Um, you know, what, these games, with the Serious Sam games, kind of made me more excited to try. And I haven't tried it yet, but I'm definitely going to. Is uh, is is playing Talos Principle in VR because uh, you know that's another game that Crow Team uh, you know developed that they they did the full VR treatment for that you can get in Steam right now. And I haven't had a chance to play Talos Principle, but I've heard some amazing things. I mean, a couple of years ago, it was getting all all kinds of awards. You know, end of the year awards and stuff from various publications for just being a, a really awesome puzzle game with a really cool storyline. Um, when it was, you know, released as a normal PC and I think eventually console game. And so the fact that you know seeing what Crow Team was able to do with the Serious Sam games in VR makes me very confident in purchasing that game now in VR as well. Because I mean, that's one of those things. I mean. It, it's one thing if a game, you know, is kind of half-assed. You know, you're not sure if if buying a VR version of a title is going to get you a good experience or not necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, but playing these games, I know Crow Team knows what they're doing when it comes to porting their games to VR, and and I I can't wait to try Talos Principle. I had forgotten. I wanted to give a quick shout out and say thank you to Alan. Uh, uh, Ladovac, um, he's the chief technology officer for Crow Team, and he was very kind to provide us with uh, copies of basically their full. Now we got this a little while ago, so it's before three came out, but gave us a full uh, uh, section of all the games and uh, has allowed us to be able to play them. And, and, and they've been really great and supportive and uh answered any questions that we had and, and uh, it made the it made this whole process a lot easier of uh, really kind of diving in uh to these games and and i i'm looking forward and i'm excited about uh playing series sam 3 and playing talos principle and really getting a chance to talk to them soon about just their story you know 20 yeah. year, 24 years ago yeah. they're, they're big football guys or, or, or soccer and uh you know that was their passion, still is their passion. So, getting from there and making games 
you know, soccer games and then, you know, kind of making the leap into other types of games and going, uh, you know, towards first person shooters back in, you know, 2000, uh, you know, when a GeForce 256 was cutting edge. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and to be clear, they, they didn't give us any, like, we didn't talk to them about kind of, you know, how to experience these games or, 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 you know, kind of what our focus would be or whether these are all obviously our thoughts on, on, on what we think of the games and, but they were super cool and supportive and, you know, we finally got around to kind of, you know, deep diving. And, and like I said, super impressed with what I got to play and yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get a chance to talk to them a little bit about, because now I am like after playing these games, super yeah. excited to see kind of what their process was, like what got them motivated to get into the VR uh, development, you know, that they, that they're into right now and kind of finding out a little bit about, um, you know, what, what their plans are in the future. I think too, if we can talk to the listeners or the, you know, the prospective uh, VR players that are out there and they're kind of asking themselves like, who, who would like this game? Who wants to play it? Who would I recommend it to that asked me? I think first and foremost, someone that says they're kind of tired of tech demos or they're tired of short little bites of games and they want something mm-hmm. that they can play for hours at a time. Well, yeah, this is definitely fits the bill for that. There's hours and hours. I mean, even moving at a quick pace, the first game's going to take you three to four or more hours to get through. Yeah. And if you spend your time and find all the, uh, you know, little extra hidden items and secrets and stuff, you could spend six or seven hours just on yeah. the first game and still not find everything. So, there is a considerable amount of playtime in each game, so there's real value in that. Um, I think if anyone that's in a first person that has anything in the first person realm and enjoys that, um, or wants a good co-op game to play with other friends, so those are some big stuff. If that's what you're looking for out there, and if you like arcadey explosion, blowing stuff up, having fun, and you're not so much uh, required, to, you know, that you want to have a strict military sim, perfect accuracy, um, you know, you just want to roll in and blow stuff up and shoot stuff and get in and get out for that, this is also yeah. the game for you. And, and let me, I, I want to just add on to that, um, that last point that you were making, Damon. You know, we're always looking for, for titles that are easy to show first-time VR users. Uh, you know, we're still in that point, even though VR is well, you know, a year and a half old or almost two years old at this point, but you know, there's still new people kind of experiencing it every single day. Um, yeah. I, I, like I said, I had played last hope before. Um, but now after playing uh, first and second encounter and fusion, like I'd actually feel comfortable just, you know, after somebody does the tutorial to just throw them in because, um, it was much more, uh, intuitive than I thought it would be. I thought, you know, like my just impression of it was that it, it was probably going to be, uh, complicated uh, compared to like other games that we had played. But like I said, I'm, I'm using arcade or arcade-ish arcadey in, you know, the best, the best, uh, way possible in the sense that, you know, I, I feel comfortable throwing someone in there who wants to do, you know, that first person shooter, um, where they don't have to learn too much, but they can have fun literally from the first minute that they're in there. Yeah. And I, and I, my, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, go. I was saying in your toolbox of, you know, what you're going to have to do demos for VR, these games are good in that, like, 
you've got the last hope which is a wave shooter it's a very very polished and good wave shooter but you know i like having space pirate trainer in my demo list but i i think last hope is nice because you jump in and you start shooting stuff uh space pirate trainer i always have to kind of really coach people with the track pads of hey you're gonna have to spend a couple minutes in this um you know at this little arena in front of the ship and practice with the trackpads this is the weapons this is what they do like i, I have to take a couple minutes because otherwise yeah that's true yeah i don't even i don't even tell people that there are different types of guns i just throw them in there and tell them <laughs> if they want a shield just reach behind their back and then yeah and exactly. then like the thing is like, if they're a little bit more experienced if they know what they're doing then i'll explain the yeah. trackpad thing to them but i i totally get what you're saying is yeah but you could totally throw someone in last hope and then just blow stuff up and have. Yeah. No, and, and that's a, that's actually a really good uh, for some for people that are new to VR. I mean, I mean, right now I, I'd say that if you're just getting a vibe and you're looking for a solid experience, something that'll give you a lot of value, I think finding these games kind of as a bundle, perhaps in some kind of a Steam sale, even um, since we're approaching you know Thanksgiving and everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's a really good approach because, I mean, I would be a little hesitant, me personally, um, giving any new player a game that requires, like, a lot of teleportation or a lot of, a lot of, of locomotion. But, but kind of like what you both were saying, like, the games that Crow Team has put out in VR, I mean, they, they started with Last Hope and then moved on to... Uh, bringing over the you know first and second encounters because uh, because I remember when I first tried Last Hope as someone that had played already a lot of wave shooters thinking man this is awesome I just wish I could move around and that's what first and second encounter then brought to me and then it was just exactly kind of what I was hoping for right but for new VR players I think Last Hope is a great start and that's a game that you could pick up and 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 you know show someone and and not have to worry about them being too intimidated about you know maybe start them at a lower uh, difficulty level because things can get pretty intense pretty quickly in that. But okay, but I mean We're, besides that, that that was just my 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 initial thoughts because yeah. because I do think that these games are so they they are really good. So we tons of praise on on all the. On, on every serious Sam VR game they've done, and you know, Last Hope. So, okay, so what's our criticism? So, we've got to have some kind of criticism for it in general. And I I'm mean, trying, me, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what I was kind of alluding to before for me, and is really just the fact that I, I still think I'm getting, I'm trying to hone in on what control scheme works best for me. So, I, I would say that I do after about. 40 minutes or so I do start to get pretty nauseous and I think that's more because of how I'm setting things up like I recognize that I should probably be having the rotation on but I'm turning that off because to me for some reason I am not quite used to rotating myself quickly in these games like I'd I'd rather move physically in my space while also either teleporting or so like so I think what's making me sick is that after after a while, I'm I I'm not teleporting, so I'm using locomotion like with the trackpad, and then but instead of using quick rotations, I'm going with the trackpad, but then I'm turning physically in my room with the trackpad in circles, yeah. and I think doing that too much 
in specific areas in the game. I start going in circles in the room one way and like strafing another way. And I, that's just like a recipe for a disaster, I think. So, yeah. so, so I, so, so that's one, I mean, it's, it's not really a criticism per se, because I'm not exactly sure. I think they do everything right in the game as far as give you the options to kind of I, like, if anything, like, like I'm thinking, I should probably go back in there, probably turn back rotation turn the, ro- the quick rotations back on and get used to trying to use those instead of physically rotating to see if that helps. Um, but, I mean, they did a good job of, like, they limit your field of view when you're, when you're moving. It's kind of similar to Google Earth in a sense where there's grids on the side of views, and I, and I know that that helps with motion sickness. Um, they give you the option to, to teleport. They give you the option to blink versus normal teleport. They give you, I mean, they give you so many options, and for a game like this, like I also don't think it's fair to criticize it for being too simplistic, um, because that's what Serious M is. Like if, yeah. if 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 you're the kind if you're looking for a hardcore tactical sim or something, then yeah, this game isn't for you. But I don't really think. Um, hopefully, people. Yeah, hopefully people know what they're getting. Like Serious yeah. M is is a somewhat known quantity at this point, as far as. Like you should know, kind of, you know, you don't you don't play Doom to like, or you don't like buy a Doom game and give it to like a little kid, and you know, there, there are certain things that you like. A serious game game is going to be an arcadey, fun, like kind of light, you know, experience yeah. like that, challenging, but not for the same reasons that a game like like Onward is going to be challenging. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think mean, I, I think we can forgive like like it, it is an older game, so. Undoubtedly, but when you look at the, the the quality of it of it right now, and compare it with some of the games out there that are completely independent developers, where it's one one guy and he's learning as he goes, and he has a great game, but he's still not an artist, and he's not making the most beautiful game in the world. He's, he's working on it. It will yeah. get better and better. But when we compare those games to a game like this that was originally from two thousand one, and updated in 2009 again you can criticize it and say you know it doesn't look as good as some of the other games out there but in vr it's kind mm-hmm. of an even playing field when it comes to that so yeah those are easy criticisms uh that i that i, that I can that come to mind like like how it looks you could say that but again come on it's 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 an older game that they've well know, and quite quite completely frankly overhauled me. over you know more than once yeah, for for me, I think I think some of the way it looks and all and like the technical, like if you were just looking at it as like a just a PC game, for example, yeah, like some of those some of those like the the engine and like uh, you know what you're like, uh, yeah, I mean for better like maybe I I'm trying to think of a better way to put it, but I mean graphically it's not you know super impressive or whatever. I think actually in VR. It is impressive. Like it comes yeah. off very yeah. well yeah, it does. because yeah, because I think I think the key in VR for me, anyways, I think it's more important to be able to see things clearly and 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 for the game to run smoothly than anything else. Yeah. So a game like Serious Sam, you know, even I mean, and, and that's why I'd be curious to see how Serious Sam Serious Sam Three is a little bit more. Uh, advanced graphically than than one and two two you can tell when you play 
the second encounter that it's a little bit more advanced than the first encounter. Like you'll see like more, you know, like, yeah, just more objects, more polygon, like just more of everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of curious as to how three plays, but I mean, me personally, I, I think the simplicity plays to its advantage in VR because um, everything runs great. It's all smooth. You see like it's when there's enemies in front of you, you see them clearly. There's any kind of confusion. Um, there, there isn't too many particle effects like like rockets and blasts from enemies and all that. Everything's big and clear and like visible. Yeah, and I really like that about it. I was able to, like I mentioned before, I was able to crank up the resolution quite a bit, and the game still runs great, which means it just looks that much clearer, right? Yeah, so yeah. you you get rid of like you know whatever screen door effect there would be to like a pretty decent amount. Um, so so anyways this. What I was kind of getting at is, in some ways, how well Serious Sam played in VR um, made me kind of wonder how well some of these other games are going to translate to VR that are more modern. So, like, a, a game that's very comparable to Serious Sam, I would say, in some aspects, is Doom. I mean, if you think about it, in a lot of ways, the gameplay that Serious Sam brings to the table harkens back to games like Doom, like back Absolutely. in the day where where you're just like, you know, running and gunning quickly, you know, taking care of these like, you know, mindless enemies, whatever. Um, modern Doom, uh, in a lot of ways, plays like that. It's a little bit different in terms of like, like you read the enemies a little bit more than in Serious Sam. I guess that's a little bit from the past Dooms, whatever. But I mean, the, the, the you know, the, the new Doom that came out is an amazing game, right? In, in 2D, like I, I love, love the hell out of that game you know, playing it just normal PC. I'm wondering how, as well as that game runs on most systems, there's a lot more going on. Scenes are a lot more detailed. I wonder if it's going to translate as well to VR as a game like Serious Sam. Like, I'm just hoping, like, on one hand, yeah. it could be amazing. It's, it could be super exciting. You know, that extra graphical fidelity just makes you feel even more like you're there. Like, these are real demons that you're fighting and all of that to some extent though, like maybe all that motion blur and, 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 and sparks flying around in the air and all that stuff is just going to serve to further distract me. And it's not going to be as fun of an experience. Like, I don't really know. So I or, don't want to, or the, or the, the, the 10% of the 0.01% of PC gamers, which is P VR people that have a 1080 or higher will yeah. love it because it's going to run, you know, pretty well but then everybody yeah. that has a 970 or a 980 or or maybe yeah. doesn't have the last two generations of i5s or i7s is is gonna be like uh, it there's no way yeah. i'm hope yeah, I'm, I'm 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 in the same camp I, I i really 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 want doom it's funny how doom was the thing that people were like when it was announced, everybody was like, ah, snooze, whatever. But then in Fallout 4 was the thing everybody was going crazy about. And now yeah. I see way more people commenting about Doom um, and excited about Doom um, more so than, than Fallout 4. So I don't know if it's just people trying to adjust themselves to not get too excited to, to be let down or, or whatever that is. But... Um, I'm I'm in both camps. Yeah, I want both games because I'm a big Fallout fan, and I played, you know, Doom and Quake. Yeah. Uh, from day one, from you know the very first version on, and from DOS and, and everything. So I'm I'm 
very much anticipating it to be a system seller, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. But like but that's what like I mean that's like I said, turning kind of a criticism upside upside down in a sense. Like we'll, I we'll be curious to see kinda of how some of these other, you know, ports and of games into VR how yeah. well they do. Like I can I, I don't I don't know how those how Fallout Four or Doom VR or any of these other titles are gonna be yet. But I, I do know that I've played, you know, a couple of Serious Sam games that translate translated pretty damn well into vr so that's yeah. so that's kind of what makes me hopeful that and and why i commend crow team for you know putting out a good product because it gives well, it gives people you know hope for for some of these other titles that are going to be coming out and, and it gives a good template a too i'd say yeah yeah, yeah. But, but it's yeah they just all they have to do is look at look at how they approach things they, they they've been in business for 23 years they've been making games for a 24 years, sorry. They've been making games since 1993. So they've been doing it a long time. Yep. Um, they're really passionate about what they're, what they're doing. And the big thing is, is they, they, on their blogs, you can read Alan and some of the other guys that are in there. And they talk about, okay, we want, we, we're passionate about VR. Everybody in the office kind of got addicted to it. And we know we want to play something in VR and we want to create something in VR. They took 11 months um, and hammered out a VR game, which is the last hope, as a wave shooter, because that you know that was what eleven months before it came out. That's kind of what was the hot kind of thing. And yeah. I think I think they did a very 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 good job. They took they learned their lessons. It's funny though; you'll hear the guys from Crow Team always talking about you know it's it's such a pain in the ass to listen to our customers, but we always end up having a better product for it. So they'll be working on something and then everyone across the board will say, oh no, we, we need co-op in, you know, the last hope. We got to have it. And then they'll totally, you know, when, when you're in early access, you put this whole roadmap out that says, okay, first we're going to do this. And then at the six month mark, we're going to have this feature and this feature. And then all of a sudden you got to, you know, you got to put co-op in there and then that bumps everything else out of the way. So these are guys yeah. that, these are guys that they definitely listen to their customer base really well. And I think that's key. It shows in their games. People ask for stuff, you know, look at raw data, look at all, the, any of the developers that listen to their, the customers and their players really well. Um, which in the larger companies, uh, the larger developers is not as common, but yeah. I think that's it's funny. You, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Cause we were, when we were talking before, podcast trying to decide exactly what we would talk about news wise one of the things that that damon brought up and one of the things i was thinking about too was just all that stuff that's been going on with ea and these loot boxes and battlefront 2 <laughs> and like all this and like uh it, it's a good that like i i wasn't sure that it was necessarily relevant but it is i think in terms of like talking about where this discussions led us you know a lot of the the various VR developers that we've talked to, one of the biggest themes, and maybe that is just because we're working with with smaller companies and all of that. But the big one of the biggest themes that or takeaways is, you know, these the most successful VR developers are often the developers that listen to their fan base and and the users out there the most. And maybe it's just also because it's a new it's a newer medium and they need that feedback because you just really don't know. Yet there's not a, a lot of 
knowledge base out there for what works, what doesn't work. And there's so many subjective experiences, but I mean, but that's a big, like whether it's like a single developer or a semi large team working on a VR title, you know, and Zane, I'm sure you can like back me up on this. Like that's one of the things you hear so much from these VR developers is how engaged they need to be with their communities. And yeah, I mean, almost to a point where like with these smaller teams, it's it's tough, right? Because if you have only a one or two man team, um, how do you how do you stay on focus on schedule and on plan for what you're trying to accomplish, but then also give enough of uh, attention to the the fans and to the the audience that you're trying to reach? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So no, I at, at least at th- those are some of the struggles that we've seen from some of the smaller teams. I know, uh, you know, there's there's definitely independent uh, development teams out there that have that in place or have a system in place where they can, you know, get that feedback, be very engaged with, um, with the community. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, growing pains, but it's, it's good to see at the end of the day, um, that for, for most of the folks that we've talked to and most of the folks that we've seen or most of the development teams that we've seen around, you know, are, are at least doing their best to uh, accommodate and listen and incorporate what they can. I just think it's super cool. I mean, the more I think about it, I mean, for people out there that aren't into VR yet or maybe are kind of dabbling in it, haven't really you know, been a part of the community as much as, as they possibly could be, um, knowing that you know, if you are into VR right now, I feel like whether you're a developer, like we've, ta- we've in the past seen people get into VR from, you know, they, they try a Vive somewhere, a Rift or whatever. They've never developed a game in their life. And within just a few months of trying this device out, they are inspired to try to learn how to code, try to learn to put a game together and come out with something that that is unique and interesting and doing something cool. Um, we've seen a lot of people do that, right? On the same time, we've, we've heard from these developers how much feedback they get from from the user base and how they really, you know, listen to those people and try to implement ideas from the community and all of that. I just think it's cool that if you want to be a part of the development of VR now, whether you're an actual developer coding a game or whether you're someone just playing that's willing to take the time out of their day to to go onto a message board and tell tell people their thoughts or write an email or this or that. Like, I think, I think you can, everyone out there that is, is into this stuff can have a significant, you know, a a significant impact on, on the industry. And that's, that's rare and really cool. And I don't know how long that's necessarily going to last. I mean, maybe five, 10 years from now, you know, the VR industry is going to be just as, mainstream and as some of these other you know like like i said but but that's a really cool thing that i think a lot of people that play vr might take for granted maybe they don't because maybe they play other types of games too but that's just something that's so unique and so interesting and and i think people that are out there um that are that are into virtual reality should recognize kind of the cool the the amazing i guess uh you know time that we're that we're living in right now with this stuff 
Yeah, yeah it's it's so early, and it's and and you you hit the nail on the head. It's we are still right at the beginning. Um, you know, PCs they had twenty years where they had to get sound, they had to get color graphics, controllers, a card to put in there just so you could plug a joystick into your computer, uh, yeah. operating systems, you know, everything had to come along beforehand. And then the game started showing up. And then, you know, you, you had that original version of Elite and then text adventures and, and every kind of game slowly came and nobody was getting rich for 20 years in PC gaming. And then mid 90s, then you've got Doom. Oh, and then an explosion of okay, this is something new. This is this is something new. This is where you know empires have been built of PC developers that are you know have mountains of cash and everything. And so that ship sailed. This is VR's time. This is a this is our kind of our brave new world. It's so early on, but like you said, it's a small sandbox. It's it's a much smaller group that's a very passionate. So that you as one person in the VR landscape has a lot more ability to affect its future versus right now the PC landscape where your chances are very slim that you'll have True. any input or effect in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And the top executives from you know, Electronic Arts and, and, and other companies, not only would they never want to ever talk to you or respond to you, they don't really even think about you. They're only thinking about the big picture. While these developers and, and, and even... Look at HTC. Uh, we'll talk directly to their customers. We'll talk to us, and we'll—they're very giving. They're very sharing. They—they're very appreciative, and we are appreciative of, of, of all of them. So, I, I think it's—it's it's exciting, and it's—we're—we're we're early in the game, but it's very exciting and very cool. Yeah, I—I I couldn't agree more. And I, I feel like this is a good spot to wrap up because I think we're all having the warm and fuzzies thinking about the future of VR right <laughs> Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, but no, this is uh, this has been fantastic, guys. I I'm, I'm glad we're all back together playing some VR and uh, obviously talking about it. But you guys have any final thoughts on Serious Sam, any of the titles specifically or just all of them together uh, for the listeners? Uh, just... I mean, for me, just it's a really good product. Like I was saying before, if you can get them as a bundle, um, you know, do so because yeah, they're it's it's nice to have them all kind of as a package deal. And you know, haven't had a chance to, to try Serious Sam three yet, but looking forward to that. And uh, and yeah, just uh, I, I think Crow Team did a did a great job on these games. And I would say to the listeners, tell us what you think. If you've already if you already got them, if you're looking at getting them and you decide to buy them, give us feedback. Tell us, uh, you know, comment, send emails in. It's contact at everythingvive.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, we want to hear if you agree with this, if you think we're crazy, if you think that these are games are a rip-off, <laughs> if you think these games are incredible, if yeah. you broke your TV when playing them, or whatever. We, we really, really need to know if we're on the mark on this or not. But I, I think we are, because I think the games are they're really really uh fun to play and they're worth every penny yeah no like i said i i hadn't jumped into them and i i don't want to say i had a preconceived notion of what it was i just wasn't maybe sure what to expect but after playing them um 
it was a lot of fun. It's something uh, that, like I said earlier, I think is easy for anybody to grasp. And it's what's great is it's not just easy to grasp, but it's easy to enjoy no matter what your skill level or VR experience is. So um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely a fan. Um, but yeah, with that, we will close this episode out. Thank you guys for tuning in. I, I do want to make a quick mention. We will get back to the, the Steam card, uh, gift card giveaways on the next episode. Uh, like I said, this is something we just wanted to, to get out there again uh, since we had a chance to play Serious Sam. But we're going to get back to our normal format starting hopefully next week, but at least by the next episode. And uh, we will talk to you guys again very, very soon. Take care.